outdoor adventure won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. You simply pour a can into your gas tank. Hunters and anglers rely on Seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should the entire season. So pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. Welcome to Wired to Hunt's Rut Fresh Radio, bringing you the latest reports from the Whitetail Woods. Presented by First Light, creating proven, versatile hunting apparel for the stand, saddle, or blind. First Light. Go farther, stay longer. And now, your hosts, KC Smith and Tyler Jones. I'm your host, KC Smith. Deer season is finally here. Specifically, archery season has finally arrived. Hunters around the country are excited. However, weird weather, food sources, and just questionable deer movement has everybody a little on edge. We get the reports from around the country to give you what you need to know. This is Rut Fresh. Let's go. Welcome to Rut Fresh. This is your host, Tyler Jones. KC Smith is with me. What's going on, dude? Yo, just hanging out, dude. Just uh, actually doing some hunting, which is nice. We're archery, whitetail, deer hunting, which is one of my favorite things to do. Guess what? It's whitetail week. That's right. And this podcast is brought to you by First Light, who happens to be running a sale on whitetail pattern called Spectre. Mm Mm-hmm. That is their uh, first lot camo pattern and things that you can find online at a good price that are very uh, quality-made equipment for you to go kill some whitetails with this year. That's right, man. And Whitetail Week is a lot more about, uh, you know, good deals on good gear because um, the meat eater feed in general has got a bunch of stuff going on for Mm -hmm. whitetail right now. In fact... Celebrating uh, whitetail, man. The element guys are on the meteor feed right now. Wow. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) Yeah. They go crazy. So, um... (laughs) Anyways, we talk a lot about spot and stalk stuff on that, and you know we uh, are going to have on our Element uh, podcast, there will be uh, a October Q&A, and I'm sure we're going to cover a lot of that spot and stalk and all kinds of other whitetail 
questions that y'all have sent in. So check that out if you haven't. It launched the same day as this podcast. Um, but yeah, it is Whitetail Wink across meteor platforms. So yep. uh, FHF, First Light, everybody's just going wild about this stuff. And, and it really is a lot more about like, let's talk about the most hunted big game animal in North America a little yeah, bit. Because it's pretty one. important. That's right. <laughs> Well, I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to say. I think so. It's cool because there's they're around everywhere and they're so I mean, different. it's hard to beat a bighorn sheep, you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's right. You just don't get to hunt them. That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. I still I still put a white tail, a big white tail buck up against it, you know what I mean? Like, you know, maybe one that I might have had a chance to shoot recently. Or maybe Ooh. another one I had a chance to shoot recently. I don't Ooh. know. Maybe Ooh, one that you that had smell. a chance to shoot recently. <laughs> so I think in the spirit of white tail week, we're going to tell you about our week. A little bit. Yeah. Um, the man Tyler Jones Mm-mm. has a vendetta against the state of Nebraska, <clears throat> and he wants to shoot all their white tail. That's right. Deer. I did that's say like, that. That's like I? his. That's like his mo, dude. He wants to kill every white tail deer in Nebraska, and he has got a good start on it. Yeah. Well, they they got me for a couple of years there, bro. <laughs> they had me over there. They had us the first half. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They. So you know, in Nebraska. Uh, the first couple of years I went, it was a struggle. Um, there's a lot of dudes competing for early season deer there. And um, it's just been, it was, it was tough. It's hot. There was bugs. There was mosquitoes like crazy one year. Um, I had, I had worked in on a really nice velvet eight point um, one afternoon and got, got him at 12 yards. And when he came out, he kind of peeped uh, me in a big old huggy bear. <laughs> sitting next to me getting ready to video and shoot this deer you know and uh <clears throat> that'll happen your profile is just twice as big when you got another guy in the woods with yep. you you know what i mean mm-hmm. if not more i mean you start spreading out and multiplying and things just get you know cameras and uh big old mics on top and all the stuff so it makes it difficult to kill deer um and get real aggressive which you know is something you like to do you're a very aggressive hunter not very but you're an aggressive hunter you understand the knowledgeably aggressive side of things. And mm-hmm. um, anyway, so the first two years and, and lots of driving and lots of being broke too. Like 19 was one of the more, more poor years of my life, you know, 2019. And, uh, you know, it was, just t- it was tough. And guess what? About 2021, you talked me into going back to Nebraska. I was done. Two years, I figured out I didn't want to be there again. It was hard. It was mm-hmm. tough. It was hot. You talked me into going back and I end up, shooting a really nice buck it's the memory is such a good memory man and um it was a fun night it was i mean from all, the whole day the transpire of the whole day it was awesome and i think it was september 4th when i shot that deer so he was he was real fresh out of velvet you know just mm-hmm. had like them spiky sharp things on his yeah. on his bases you know and just a wide nice buck that came to like three yards and smoked him straight down and then that was 21. Well, in 22, you and I go back, and we do the double thing, which just, you know, released earlier this spring in video format on the Meteor channel, which is part – that's the first uh, – part one, first part of our series of the buck truck. Um, so you can check that out if you haven't seen it, and it's a, it's a cool video. We double within, like, 15 minutes of each other, and we're sitting, like, 85 yards apart or something, 81 yards, something like that. It was awesome. So – this year, we come back, and I actually wasn't really thinking double until you mentioned it, I think. Ooh. And uh, 
but I didn't want to shoot a deer. I just wasn't, <laughs> I just wasn't thinking like, oh, we should, re- you know, we should like continue the tradition here. You yeah, know? Man, I was just I, like, oh, let's go, let's go kill some deer. I knew it was a possibility, but we had pretty much three days to hunt and, uh, mornings have been like hot weather and they just hadn't been great. We have in fact hunted mornings and didn't see any deer anymore. Like no deer, not even does. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's really three evening hunts. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, I guess your chances of, of doubling up are pretty low. Mm-hmm. It, it's like a, kind of like a slot machine almost. Right. I don't know much about that, but there's three of them. Right. So, yeah, yeah. You know, like the matching them up is, is going to be pretty tough, but I knew there was a possibility because mm-hmm. we're in an area. There's a lot of deer. We're hunting some really good food sources and, uh, you know, that's, you and I both tend to shoot a deer, so mm-hmm. it's, it's I a way. A deer. I know, man. I got to shoot more than once on that trip, actually. <laughs> Dang, are you letting that cat out of the bag right now? Maybe, maybe. I mean, there's some does that got killed and stuff like that, mm-hmm. too, so, you know. Mm-hmm. It was a fun trip. It was, man. Uh, and we'll so, probably talk about a lot of that on our podcast, I yeah, imagine. The, uh, we're just going to leave it there. The sure. double The double may or may not have happened. Oh, it happened. Okay. It happened. I yeah. think you just gotta you gotta figure out the details on our mm, podcast. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. a good idea. So, good idea. so yeah. with that being said, on that note, we are mm-mm, uh, going mm-mm. to give you what we think about Nebraska for a fresh extra report here at the beginning of, of archery season, kind of as a uh, celebration of Whitetail Week. Tyler Jones, mm-hmm. knowing what you know about what's going down right now in the state of Nebraska. What would you give the next week on a scale of 1 to oh. 10 for predicted buck movement? Can I give a reason why? Yes. Um, I would predict that buck movement will increase, and I will predict that it will move from a 4 to a 6. Mm. I'm going to give them the Midwest 6. Get that Midwest 6 in there. Way to go, dude. Look, by the way, if you hear somebody from the Midwest on Rough Fresh, and it ain't the rut, it's probably going to be a 6. <laughs> That's, what's that's the, a very that's the moderate thing to do. It is, man. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's a little bit optimistic, you know? <laughs> it's kind of like, man, we might get somebody in there that can uh, change our policies and yeah. make this thing is better for us. <laughs> Who knows? It seems like we yeah. might. I uh, I think that – oh, you have reasons. You're sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the reasons is – the main reason is there's a pretty good cold front coming across kind of Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that what I have noticed in the last week of hunting – has been like you said slow mornings um and even the evenings it's been hot enough that it has kind of stifled the the it's almost compressed the movement i feel like into a it's just hot and windy so everything is like last minute and i have a real good reason as of last night why that's the case but like 20 minutes before shooting light, all of a sudden it was just like a wave of deer, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we ha- I saw that the first evening I hunted too, where it was like everything just right at dark just started to really... I mean, you see some does early in, in Nebraska, but like all the bucks just right at dark, man. So I think that it will increase. It'll bump a point or two going into maybe three to five. Let's call it three to five. You yeah. Know? Okay. Sounds pretty good. I'm, yeah. I'm about right there. <clears throat> uh, I don't think I'd change what you had to say on that at all i would also add though that from my observations the bucks were still in bachelor groups but they were a little looser and everybody was feeling the juice yeah yeah. Um, they started scraping while we were hunting and rubbing and in fact i saw a mature buck come over and run or kind of bump didn't run him off but bumped a two-year-old who was rubbing and he went to rubbing on the same tree 
So I think that within the next week, we're going to see those bachelor groups start to really break apart. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> if you've had deer patterned, that could be bad for you. But if you haven't, and you've been wondering where the bucks are, that could be a really exciting time for you because they're going to... So deer aren't territorial, from what I understand, but they are aggressive and they have a hierarchy, you know, a level of who's dominant. So um, you're going to end up with these little bubbles that bucks kind of try to stay out of, and that's why they start scraping and doing all that stuff. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, I think that if you haven't been seeing bucks, there's a chance you start having bucks show up this week with the cold weather and the dispersion. So it's a good time of the year to be a whitetail hunter. Sure enough. Let's go listen to what the guys have to say for reports. I've got Nathan Koenig from Alberta, Canada with Vortex Canada. He has been doing some whitetail hunting up in the North Country. Hey, dude, what's up, man? Oh, this is it, man. I just got back from a 15-day hunting trip, a successful hunting trip. So things are winding down a bit for me, but picking up for probably a lot of the people out here in the woods. Dude, that's awesome. I uh, That sounds like a pretty long <laughs> go of it for 15 days, but I'm glad to hear you had some success. Uh, you killed a really nice whitetail buck from what I saw. Can you tell me what the hunting was like? Was it hot? Was it tough? What was going on up there? Oh, man, it was uh, a lot a lot of deer movement. Uh, lots of does and smaller bucks have been out feeding late into the mornings and early early in the evenings up until dark. So uh, it's been it's been pretty awesome actually. The mature bucks they seem to be hiding a little bit, probably uh, out exploring their territories, maybe taking inventory of does. But they've been fairly patternable, so it's been it's been good. It was an awesome hunt for sure. Nathan, what are they eating? Uh, a lot of a lot of alfalfa. So a lot it, of hay fields okay. that I've been finding them in. Yeah, are there are there any are they doing any are there, is there any native browse uh, options up there right now? Or is it pretty much ag? Is it just the way to go? Ag, I would say, it's the way to go. Yeah. I've, I've basically I stuck to all the ag because the deers are are piling in. It's starting to get cooler in the evening, so I think they're starting to try and get that fat layer built up for the nasty winters we have up here. Mm-hmm. Can you correlate that? Uh, cooler temperatures with a earlier movement from those bucks in the evenings i would say the little the littler the smaller bucks less mature bucks are moving trying to get that feed and and hanging out a little bit with the does but the more mature bucks they're starting now that it's getting cooler just starting to explore the territory and uh looking you know taking inventory of those does seeing where they're at so alfalfa is kind of a uh a different food source than a lot of the other agriculture, right? Because it's uh, always there. That doesn't rotate very much. Is there any rhyme or reason to what makes a alfalfa, alfalfa field good? Uh, I think it's it's just a field that you know the farmers aren't in all aren't in late into the fall, and and they're once they get that second cut of hay off, it, it grows grows back. So there's lots of food there for them. Lots of good nutrients mm-hmm. yeah so cool. they love it they love that stuff do you think that the moon had any effect on the hunting the, the past uh little bit here you know we had a full moon cycle just went through you know i started hunting and it, it was the new moon mm-hmm. and by the time i was finishing up my hunt it was the full moon the harvest moon 
And I honestly, I didn't see a huge difference in the amount of deer movement from day one of my hunt till the, the end. I was seeing the same, you know, 25 does and six bucks out in the field. And the, the big, the big deer that I did see, they seem to be on, on a, like a rotation. So I've seen them every 10 days. So I've seen in my second day of the hunt, I saw two big bucks. And then on my 12th day of my hunt, I saw the same two big bucks hmm. in the same field. That's interesting. So going forward, you got some cooler temps that you've been talking about. Uh, we got some different moon cycles. Are you thinking like in the next week that there would be better hunting or, and also would you hunt like the same pattern or would you do something different? I think the, I think the bucks are going to be starting to get a little more nocturnal. I think it's going to, you're going to get that kind of an October lull where the, the bigger bucks are, again, they're just touring, coming out feeding later because they're, they, they're, they're smart. They know, mm-hmm. <laughs> they know that hunting season's coming as soon as that first frost shows up and they seem to, to start going nocturnal. So I, I do think that for mature bucks, it's going to, you're going to, you're going to be waiting a little longer and potentially not seeing them out as much during the day. Gotcha. So if you had to, if you had to rate the buck movement in the next week based off of any moon, weather variables, or just even diurnal period, would you, what would you rate it on a scale of one to 10? What you just, your, your prediction? I think the last week was, was probably up there. It was probably an eight, but I think in the next coming weeks, it's like I said, it's going to slow down a bit. Probably I'd give it a six out of 10. Okay. Maybe a little slower. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, awesome, dude. Well, we really appreciate the report from Canada and I uh, hope you have a great rest of the fall. No problem. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great day. All right. Now on the phone, I've got Scotty Lego. Scotty is an Olympic medalist and also just a hunting addict from New Hampshire. What's going on, Scotty? Hey, how you guys doing? We're doing well, man. We're uh, actually, I'll say this. So when you go up north, out of you know Texas and, and other places in the South, you end up in places that don't really spend a lot of time or money on AC. And so, frankly, it's pretty hot where we're sitting right now. <laughs> we're in uh-huh. indoors, and uh, you know it's like ninety where we're hunting, so uh, pretty warm. But other than that, man, I can't complain. How's everything going for you? Jeez. Ah, yeah, everything's going good, man. It's just uh, it's the season that we've all been waiting for is, is here, and I'm about fifteen days into it, um, or a little bit over, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, signs starting to pop up in the woods and it's a good, good time to be out there. And it's, it is definitely a little abnormally warm, but not nothing, nothing like 90 degrees going out hunting in your shorts. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, we've been, uh, trying to find our way lately. You've been finding your way in the elk woods and in the deer woods. Um, talk a little bit though, about, uh, what the deer have been doing in New Hampshire. Um, yeah, so we have, you know, we have a decent population where where I live. You know, I'm in southern New Hampshire. Um, I can't speak for the northern part of New Hampshire because that's a world of difference. Um, but, yeah, you know, the, the deer are moving, and there are – this year is pretty different as far uh, – for a couple different things. This uh, – acorns are super heavy this year and apples – um and beech nuts and essentially everything that can drop is dropping so i think it's spreading the deer out which is kind of dropping deer sightings down a little bit Mm -hmm. um 
but yeah, they're out there and I'm starting to see, um, bucks laying down some signs, starting to see some scrapes opened up, uh, you know, trees being rubbed up and, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to hone in on a big one right now. That's cool, man. So beach nuts are intriguing because I don't know if a large portion of the country has that as a hard mass crop. Is that pretty much just in sequence with when acorns are or when does, when does the heaviest part of that hit the ground and how much do the deer hit them? Yeah, they're, they're dropping right now. Um, I think they are not even close to what an acorn would be or what a white acorn would be as far as preference. Mm. I think, you know, if they're in their way or if they had nothing else, they'll definitely hit them. Um, but it's nothing I would really key in on. Um, maybe if I can get close to, you know, a buck, buck bedding area or where I suspect he might be. And, and th- that might be the first, first tree he might go hit mill. That might be a factor. Um, but yeah, they don't, they don't really love them. But in some areas where they don't have a lot of oaks, like up north, um, they'll definitely key in on them and, and bears will too. Are you doing any morning hunting right now or is it a lot of evenings? Um, yeah, I'm doing a little bit of both. I will, I won't go to my, I guess my best spots in the morning cause I have no clue where they might be coming, coming from or how they're getting into their bedding area. Um, but you know, we're, I, I love shooting does, so uh, we're allotted, you know, a couple doe tags, actually three doe tags where I'm at, so um, I love having that opportunity as well. Mm-hmm. Scotty, has the moon played into any of the hunting lately, do you feel like? To be honest, I don't really pay attention to it mm-hmm. too much. Um, I know some people live and die by it. I know some people don't believe in it. I just don't really, I don't really know, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I did notice though, the other day when, uh, one of your, one of your guests on rut fresh, he was like, yeah, you know, like I noticed there's a lot of midday activity. Um, when it was a, I think it was a full moon mm-hmm. and sure enough, you know, I ended up seeing quite a few deer out in the open middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also had, we had a slight drizzle, slight rain. So that could have been a factor as well, but undetermined. Mm -hmm. Well, looking forward, I see uh, the weather forecast for New Hampshire is pretty uh, flatline. You know, uh, there's not a lot of fronts or anything moving through over the next week. So uh, as you look to the next week, what would you rate your prediction for buck movement on a scale of one to ten? Oh, man, I hate hate to discourage anyone out there. And I'm an optimist, but... I got to give it a 3.5 just mm. for a couple different factors. One, just the flatline weather, abnormally warm. Um, and I think just having the deer spread out with all kinds of food sources available, I think will limit your number of sightings. But I'm going to go 3.5 to 4. I killed a buck on a two out of a hundred day. So sometimes it can work, man. So I appreciate the honest report, Scotty, and uh, just the good thoughts about different food sources and those kind of things, man. Uh, hopefully we'll get to have you back on sometime later this year. Maybe give us another New Hampshire report. Maybe when it's rocking and rolling up there, appreciate your time, man. And, uh, and your optimism at times as well. And uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to you again, man. I hope you kill a big buck. All right. Thank you guys. You as well. Good luck. 
Now, a lot of you guys are familiar with the old hunting tradition of eating, you know, some organ, the heart or a chunk of liver off the first animal you kill. I had that when I was a little kid and it was a big deal. Organ meats were always prized by frontier people who knew the importance of getting a lot of different minerals and nutrients. And as often is the case, those guys were on to something. Because organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. And you can get the same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from heart and soil made exclusively from regeneratively raised, grass-fed, and finished cattle. Heart and soil's unique freeze-drying process means all those important nutrients are trapped in ensuring you experience every one of the benefits of nature's superfood in a clean, convenient, taste-free capsule. Find out more at heartandsoil.co and make sure to use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase. That's heartandsoil.co. Use the code MEATEATER. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. O'Reilly Auto Parts are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. If you're confused about what part you need, like what wipers are going to be the best, what replacement headlights are going to be the best, go into O'Reilly and talk to the people that work there because they're great and they're super friendly and they'll get you squared away where you walk out knowing you got the right thing. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. Do you need your windshield wipers replaced? you need a brake light fixed? you need some quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash MeatEater. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash MeatEater. This is Jimmy Shirey. He gets after it in Central PA up in Pennsylvania. Uh, they take a lot of pictures of elk, but kill some really nice whitetail bucks as well. What's up, dude? All working, hunting, loving life, man. <laughs> That's it, man. That sounds like a pretty good time. Um, y'all actually had some pretty good success here in the past week. Your your girlfriend shot a real nice buck. Yep, opening day. We only had one day to hunt so far this year, and it paid off. So <laughs> That's cool, man. <laughs> so what tactic were you using to set up on that uh, deer? I just had I had her set up on like a little transition area where I knew they were bedding to they were kind of feeding along a ridge acorn ridge up into uh, some soybeans that the neighboring property has planted. So when you say transition, you mean like uh, some like cover to more open hardwoods? 
yeah, the, the bottom there is real, real thick cover and they, they come up over the ridge and they kind of crease top of the hill. It's a little oak flat and then they go into the soybeans. Is there, is there a place to get them on the top of the hill? Is there a saddle there or something like that? or, or you Yeah, just... it's kind of, there's kind of like a little saddle there, and they seem to be liking the one side of it more than the other. So I, I put her stand there where my, near my trail camera, and they, they just read the script what they've been doing all the last couple months there. Yeah, just big white oak acorns? Uh, there's a mix, red and white, but yeah. the whites are doing really, really well this year. So you said they were destinating at soybeans. Are those beans still green, or are they turning yellow? Uh, right now they're still green. Oh, wow. I mean, I've seen some of them are turning a little bit, but there's still quite a few that's green. Gotcha, man. That's cool. So, um, as we look forward kind of like to this next week here, uh, are they still going to be doing the same or as those beans start to change and the acorns kind of change, are, are, are you going to be looking at doing something different? I'm going to be looking into, and they typically, you know, after a couple of weeks of archery and PA here, they change, change tactics a little bit and started heading closer to the bedding is where I'll try to target. So, um, you know, it was a, it was a full moon recently. Did that affect you yep. at all? It almost seemed like it did. Yeah. I, I, I'd imagine it did. Negatively or positively? Mm-hmm. I think positively, I think I was kind of prepared for it this year. I haven't really paid attention to it years prior, and I tried to pay attention a little more this year. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping just from reading when they were going to move, and they actually moved very close to what was projected online. How about that, man? Y'all fixing to make me a moon believer up on this <laughs> podcast, dude. I'm telling you, a moon so, believer. Off, uh, off air a while ago, you told me that you had a uh, – a number one buck that's still out running around. Is that a buck yep. you're going to try to move in on this week? That's that's the one. I'm hoping that's what I'm mainly targeting on, and I'm trying not to push him too hard, but not having a lot of time to hunt. I'm trying to also be a little aggressive as well. So, with that aggression, are you are you doing running gun setups, or are you just kind of picking the preset stand that you think is the best chance? I'm kind of, I didn't really do run and gun. I, I use a saddle, and I just try to try to follow the sign around as best I can and try to scout as much as I can and read the cameras. So if you're going forward in the next week, you're going to be, are you going to still be thinking about moon stuff and trying to, trying to create uh, success through when those like predicted movement times are based off the moon? I'm going to keep an eye on it. Like I'm not a totally firm believer, but I mean, I, I'm, you know, one time and done, I don't know if it's a coincidence or not. So yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, I don't want to, I don't want to rely on it too heavy, but I think it could be something to look into. Yeah. Cool, man. So, um, in the next week based off of, uh, obviously moon, since you're a believer now and, uh, weather <laughs> and anything else variable wise that you can think of, um, uh, what would you rate the buck movement predicted buck movement on a scale of one to 10? I think we're going to be mid-range four or five. I think a lot of deer are still pretty nocturnal, but I think you can still catch in, like, unpressured areas. You might see some decent before dark and right after daylight movement. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, cool, dude, that's, uh, that's pretty good, honest report. I think that's pretty realistic for this time of year. And I tell you what, sounds like you've got a beat on them there in central Pennsylvania, and I hope you get after that big number one target buck, dude. Well, thank you much. I hope so, too. Cool, dude. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Hey, talk to you soon. All right, I've got Parker McDonald from the Southern Collective. He's out in West Virginia just editing and driving roads and hunting and getting reports and all kinds of stuff. Man, what's going on? Oh, dude, just uh, sitting outside enjoying the view. 
I've never been to West Virginia before, and let me tell you something. It's a uh, it's a big country out here. Yeah. Is it? Uh, are you in the hills? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. If have it's you... not the hills, then I don't know what else what else would be. Considered yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you uh, you done any hollering? Uh, a couple times. Yeah. Um, yep. That's I, cool, I guess man. So. I mean, just any uh, Oliver yeah. Anthony's out there hollering back at you. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's just Appalachia, baby. West Virginia hey. is known for mountain mamas, but have you seen any mountain papas as in big bucks out there? <laughs> uh so they're here. They're absolutely here. Mm-hmm. Um it's like it's so crazy out in the in these woods because there's it's so big, the country's so vast. And it's like a, it's a very much a you gotta grind, you gotta really want it, you gotta put in the sweat equity. But when you get there to the places there's a good chance that there's going to be some payoff there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, dude, I like, like that too, man. Like just the feeling that if you put in the work, it's you got a high chance instead of like, I don't know, in East Texas, you might be putting in the work and still just end up hunting right next to a dude, you know, or whatever, not having a good chance. Yeah. So you put in the work, you put in the work and it, and it's still a game of odds. Whereas when you put in the work out here, you're, it's always going to be a game of odds, I guess with deer hunting, but it's going to be, uh, you're going to have greater odds sure. when you get there. Sure. I think I think that's kind of the, the theme that we've seen. So this week we've talked to a lot of people who are relating deer to agriculture, and I would imagine that's not what's going on out there. So what are those deer doing? Yeah, um, most of the deer that have been seen have been uh, either on acorns, right, just like most places in the country early October, um, and, and in late September, we were seeing that in North Dakota as well. But, um, so right now the white oaks are just starting to drop here mm. in West Virginia. It's been super dry, not been a whole lot of rain and it's, it's just been hot, you know? So they're just now starting to drop. And so a lot of the guys are seeing them out there, but then guys are seeing them in the, in the open, like, uh, the open reclaimed stuff where there's a ton of new growth and green stuff. And so that's what they're seeing. I mean, if you're, if you're going to kind of relate agriculture to something, I would probably relate it to that. Sure. Um, those, those big open, like a clear cut, basically, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's going to do the same thing. Have there been, have you seen any lunar effects, uh, on deer movement? Oh man. I, I don't know that I could honestly answer that question. Um, I, I guess, we've been here for about four days and it's been, I think the way the moon, it's been bright overhead around, uh, like middle of the night, Mm -hmm. probably, you know, the whole time. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, (laughs) we, we don't know. It's been the same basically the whole time. So we don't know what it was like before and what it might be like afterwards. Gotcha. Well, if you look forward to the next week, there is like a rain front coming this weekend um, when it's going to bring some cooler temperatures. Um, what do you think that's going to do to the deer? Oh, man. I mean, what I think is going to happen is if we get some rain here, um, Friday I think there's supposed to be a pretty big temperature drop here. And over the weekend, I think that, you're going to start seeing number one, you're going to start seeing maybe some more acres start dropping and be able to pinpoint those hot food sources in the Hills. Um, and number two, you're going to start being able to find fresher sign, right? Like if it's not raining, you're going to be able to start finding that. And then you, 
add that on top of a cold front that you're going to actually be up moving. I think it's going to do a lot for just being able to be effective as a deer hunter and, and also the deer being on their feet. Oh man, let's go. So scale of one to 10, what would you predict buck movement to be like in the next week or so? Man, just because it's so drastic, I'm going to say probably like a, like a seven or an eight. Mm, Yeah. I like it, man. Well, Parker, I like you, man. I appreciate you as a friend. And, uh, I just hope that you guys have a lot of success everywhere you go this year, man. And, um, you know, everybody keep an eye on Southern Collective, man. They're doing some cool stuff. And, uh, again, appreciate the report from West Virginia, and I hope you get to kill all the bucks and does, especially in Alabama. (laughs) Absolutely. I appreciate it, man. I feel the same way about you guys. I hope that you get a chance at the biggest buck of your life this week. And if you need more inspiration, need more hype, check out Whitetail Week. There's a link below. Click that. It'll carry you to all the cool stuff. Whitetail going on at Meat Eater. Also, on the Meat Eater YouTube channel, the most recent episode of Buck Truck has launched. And it has got just... A gem of a human in there. Clay Newcomb himself came and hunted with us in Arkansas. We chased the bucks around down in the river bottoms. Be sure, if you haven't, to watch the most recent episode of Buck Truck. Link below. On that note, (laughs) one of our videos on our channel, it's called Whitetail Bums, is going to be released by that point, too. This is a couple of our cameramen, or three of them, and they they killed two bucks on public land in Texas in the same day. It's an awesome video that's going out on our channel, The Element. And there's also one thing I need you guys to do. There is a Caliber Battle article that is by Jordan Sillers. It's on the website, the Meteor website. Go over there. And I need you guys, I'm not sure exactly how you vote, but I need you to vote for me, okay? KC got a buy in the first round. Let's go. I do not have such luxury. I'm going against Garrett Long. He's got a 6'5 going against my 243. I need you to vote for my caliber so that me and KC can go head-to-head and then I can lose to his 30-30. (laughs) Anyway, go over there and check that out. I appreciate it, man. This has been Rut Fresh. Stay fresh. Outdoor adventure won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. You simply pour a can into your gas tank. Hunters and anglers rely on seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should the entire season. So pick up a can of seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit seafoamworks.com to learn more. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase.